Greetings, pod people. Welcome to another episode of My Secret Atheist Podcast. Um, so this week, I have zero guests. It's another solo podcast. I think it could be because of uh, Christmas or something. Um, everybody seems horribly busy, non-responsive. Or maybe I just said something really bad. I, I'm not sure. If anybody's actually listening and if you want to feed back, that would be great. Um, so this week I thought maybe I would just go over a few news stories since I, I haven't even had time to blog. By the way, I blog at mysecretatheistblog.com and that's gone kind of stale. Things have been super busy. Some things that I can say, some things I can't say. So here we go. Um... Uh, really, the first thing I want to cover is I found this story at the Times Leader. I just want to figure out. It looks like it might be a site in Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania. And the story is Dino Pastor preaches in Wright Township about science behind creationism. Um... Let me tell you a little bit about this Dino Pastor guy. Uh, he has a website, dinopastor.com. He looks like a pretty fun guy, let me tell you. Um, and I, I mean that sincerely, but the stuff that he's saying is just, it seems absolutely insane to me. So let me read a bit about the story. You can find the story online, of course. The Reverend Paul E. Vite talked about topics such as pyramids, rock cuts, elongated skulls, and aliens to prove creationism in front of New Life Community Church. It's on Main Road somewhere. He goes on, he says, I quote the, I quote the story, Evolutionist definitely needs aliens. I don't know if that's a typo. Uh, I'll give it to him. Evolutionists definitely need aliens, Vite said. During his presentation, Vite said that there are three things people should question about evolution. Aliens' distance to Earth, the scientific laws, and that the Bible only teaches about God and heaven. The Bible mentions no other beings. That's not fair to aliens. I guess not. I take it that's a joke. I'm not really sure what the alien thing is. I, I guess he thinks that aliens must have come to the planet or we were seeded by aliens. It, it's very confusing. I have no idea what this has to do with uh, evolution. Um, he goes on, he says, describing the mutual UFO network, whatever that is, Vite reminded individuals that there is one group who has never claimed to be taken by aliens. The born-again Christians. The born-agains who have asked God for forgiveness, he said. I have no fucking clue. Um, I guess I'd have to read his website. I mean, um, why, why is this... I, I, my brain is already fried. So he goes on to describe rock cuts. Um, and then he says, uh, well, well, basically then the story goes to said that he was actually, uh, Dr. Vite or Mr. Vite was, um, 
he was invited by the pastor of New Life Community Church, where where the, this talk occurred, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dave Ellick. And uh, he brought in Vike to contradict education, apparently, especially for younger people. people. So apparently education, he says, we are flooded with information and people can care less. Uh, Yes, I, I guess he's saying maybe people really, I mean, if they try to care less about this information that's coming in, maybe they, they can, maybe they can care less, you know, maybe it's always possible to care less about the information i'm not really sure i maybe he means cannot care less anyhow he claimed that education in modern america presents evolution and not creationism people need to do their due diligence that means i guess that they need to listen to guys talking about how christians have never been abducted by aliens. Um, And so that, I guess, proves that aliens are either not into Christians or that aliens are far away from the Earth, which I guess somehow proves that evolution is is false. I, I don't know. I... I'm grasping at straws here. Um, Anyway, I mean, it's just a little story. I guess we need to go to um, go to dinopastor.com. You can read his uh, fascinating brochure in PDF format. Stones and bones, claws and jaws, evangelical element events. Sorry, evangelistic evangelistic events. Real dinosaur eggs. 100-pound dinosaur dung, carnivore track in coal, 6-foot-high mammoth leg, and a tyrannosaur skull 6 feet long. It sounds like a hoot. Very interesting indeed. So that was the dino pastor. Um, There's some dispelling of carbon dating here. Apparently that's no good. Um... And uh, with the evidence he presented, Veidt knows evolution looks dead in its place completely. So I'll be looking forward to Dino Pastor uh, releasing his scientific uh, data to the broader scientific community so that scientists can finally get this right. Um They should be consulting the Bible on these things. The Bible apparently doesn't say anything about dinosaurs unless you're evangelist Brad Shockley. There's a story here in Raw Story, and uh, he has this show called Let the Bible Speak. And, um, well, he believes that God put dinosaurs in the Bible as a poster child for creationism, uh, which I guess means that um, these dinosaurs that are in the Bible, well, that means that creationism happened. Again, the logic is a little fuzzy here. Let's go through it together. There's an actual video over at the Raw Story site. 
It's actually a raw story video on YouTube. You can see it yourself. Let's give it a listen. I'll uh, I'll listen to it uh, again. I only listened to it a bit before. People are fascinated with dinosaurs. From a very young age, we are amazed by these magnificent creatures. People are in awe of these awesome reptiles and questions abound. Where did these massive creatures come from? Indeed, where did these massive creatures come from? Um, was it aliens? Uh, did God just put them here to, to mess with us? Let's find out. Let's see what uh, Mr. Shockley has to say. If they were in existence in the past, why is the Bible silent about them? What about ancient toothbrushes? Uh, was the Bible, did the Bible have anything to say about ancient dental care? Maybe, uh, maybe we could hear about uh, ancient giraffes. I don't know if giraffes are in the Bible. How about uh, those underwater creatures, the ones with the funny little dangly things on the front of their heads uh, that uh, glow in the dark? What's the Bible got to say about that? Let's listen on. Can I believe in the Bible and accept the existence of dinosaurs as a fact? Creation is rarely credited and often attacked in the media. No. I would disagree violently with this. Um, I think that creationism is given too much of a free ride in the media because it has about as much uh, credit, in my opinion, as uh, some other theories like, uh, like uh, you know, the Raelians, which, you know, they're all nice people, I'm sure, but they've got ideas about, <clears throat> they got uh, aliens coming down and uh, they're, their leader is this race car driver, and uh, apparently aliens uh, came down and they're uh, brought about human cloning. You've also got the Scientologists and their Thetans and uh, Xanu or Xanadu or what have you. Okay, well, anyway, I think that any discussion of this is too much discussion, creationism. They're, when we see scientific proof of this or some sort of scientific uh, consensus rather not proof I would be a little more interested how sad that society proclaims the need for open-mindedness yet pulls down the curtain on creation while promoting evolution so maybe the reason they do this is because in science class People go to learn science, not religion. And until there's some sort of consensus about creationism, the very name is ridiculous. It, the very name underlies um, a belief in a god for which there is no scientific proof to begin with, or rather, there's no scientific consensus. I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. Let, let's keep listening. One who holds the creation worldview is in the minority, and we often have a difficult time convincing others this is the proper explanation. I wonder why that is. Do you think it's some sort of uh, conspiracy? Um, you think people know the truth, but they're only denying it out of uh, expediency? 
Or do you think maybe there's no actual clear evidence pointing towards that conclusion and that's why people don't accept it easily and that's why it's not being taught in science class and that's why it doesn't have a scientific consensus? I wonder which one it is. The creationist accepts the teaching of Genesis and teaches dinosaurs were created on day five, the day sea dwelling and flying creatures were created, and day six, the day land animals were created, according to Genesis chapter one, verses 20 through 25. I can't believe people still believe this. How is this even possible? Let's keep listening. Humanity was created by God on day 6, according to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. That must be the proof. And shared this world with the dinosaurs. All of these events took place approximately 6,000 years ago. This blows my mind. How can someone believe this, given the fossil record, given archaeological records? given given the the big bang theory given everything that scientist has to say science has to tell us i i i i don't even know where to begin if you read the bible from cover to cover you will not find the word dinosaur however just because you can't find the term dinosaur in the bible you shouldn't make the mistake of thinking the Bible has nothing to say about dinosaurs. The explanation is rather simple. The word dinosaur did not come into existence until the year 1842. That is over 200 years after the King James English translation of the Bible. Even though we will not find the word dinosaur in Scripture, we can find several passages describing creatures that clearly fit our understanding of dinosaurs. In the book of Job, we read a behemoth. The Bible mentions a massive creature so large that by all accounts, the only plausible explanation is that we are reading about a dinosaur. Most study Bibles state in the notes, behemoth is most likely an elephant. That is a colossal mistake. The text is very clear. Behemoth is much larger than an elephant. Okay, so I don't know where in the text it says that, but since when is something being written in the Bible really proof of anything anyway. But I guess within the context here, what are you going to do, right? I mean, they're already locked into this book. In Job chapter 41, God describes Leviathan to Job. Although the entire chapter gives the description, let us consider just a handful of the characteristics. Verse 9 Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? Verse 14. His teeth are terrible round about. Verses 19 through 21. Out of his mouth go burning lamps and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostril go a smoke as out of a seething pot or cauldron. 
His breath kindleth coals, and a flame goeth out of his mouth. All the traits that we normally associate with dinosaurs are found in this passage. Okay, so in the passage, we seem to have a big thing with big teeth and that breathes fire. I don't think we have anything to match that. Um, I don't think science has found any fire-breathing dragons. I, I could be wrong, but no, I don't, I don't think so. I think I would have heard of that. And there doesn't seem to be any um, proof or, or evidence, rather, of dinosaurs breathing fire either. So I, I don't know what's going on here. Many Bible critics deride the ability of an animal to breathe fire. Just because animals in our day lack this ability does not mean this was never the case. Of course. There you go. And I'm pretty sure that unicorns probably were also able to fart rainbows out of their butts as well. I mean, it's possible. I mean, there are no unicorns these days. Um, uh, just like there, we don't know if there are any dragons the same way uh, that uh, Mr. Shockley's talking about. But, uh, I mean, it's perfectly possible that a unicorn could... Um, burp skittles and fart uh, rainbows out of its butt i mean who knows right who knows what happened in the past were we, were we there were you there were you there in the past no one was there in the past who, who knows there are many animals in the world today that are capable of amazing feats considering the amazing complexity of animals today one should have no problem believing the biblical text about Leviathan. Sorry, that was just silence, so we'll continue. Dragons, in addition to Behemoth uh, and, and Leviathan, there's another class of creatures described in the Bible that meets the description of dinosaur-like animals. They, they're known as dragons. And they're mentioned many times in the scriptures. The term dragon or dragons is found in no fewer than 23 verses in the Old Testament. Actually, there's an entire study about the dragon slayer myth. Dragons are found in many different um, ancient texts and ancient cultures. Some think that there could be something to do with here, that maybe there are dragons. Or maybe there were animals like dragons. Other people just think that dragon slaying is just a sort of a metaphor for pretty much any big piece of adversity, uh, including large animals or, or dangerous animals. So dragon is just any sort of dangerous animals. Uh, there be dragons, you know. Um, in the day, people used to believe in dragons, ghosts, all kinds of demons, gods, but uh, most people gave that up. I mean, uh, other than, you know, preachers and uh, fundamentalist or religious types who uh, hold on to that thing. And uh, people who believe in spooks and ghosts uh, will be talking about uh, uh, the situation in India where, uh, in a few minutes, uh, where um, the uh, uh, advisory council 
or what have you has decided to uh ban all of uh all of the occult off television because uh they believe that people believe in that and it's true their ignorance abounds what can i say anyway let's continue most would have you to believe that dragons are mythological creatures that only existed in human imagination. The stuff of legend, fable, and campfire stories. However, historically speaking, dragons and stories about them are found in every ancient culture. You see, the truth is, dinosaurs should be used as the poster child for creationism. And we have no problem harmonizing our faith with the Bible explanation of dinosaurs. No other comments. Let's move on to the next story. According to the Hindu, and this was uh, several days ago, just to give you an idea of how behind I am with my blogging. Women as witches, practitioners of black magic and exorcism on television programs have to be banished from prime time following a strong advisory that went out on Thursday from the Broadcasting Content Complaints Council, a self-regulatory body established by broadcasters. And I think the idea is that they think that this all this witch burning or whatever is going to uh, be limited by this. The council has said that if the content is based predominantly on themes of occult, superstitious, superstition, black magic, exorcism, and witchcraft, the channel should air such a program during restrictive viewing hours. I have no idea why they think this is going to work. Um, I mean, it just seems like more censorship, really. Really, what this shows is that they should be doing more education of people and informing people that their ridiculous superstitious beliefs are figments of their imagination. Um, sometimes this might go against their religious views as well, and this is why I think that they don't, they don't want to go any further down this road. Utterly ridiculous. Finally, uh, the last story that I have here, um, I don't know if you guys have all been following the uh, Raif Badawi case um, in Saudi Arabia. This was the blogger that uh, got 10 years, 1,000 lashes, something like a quarter of a million dollars worth of fines for essentially blogging things that critiqued the establishment, the government establishment there, and also... Um, critique some of the clerical um, apparatus there as well um, not overtly um, not overtly atheist as far as I can tell so Rife has been behind bars he's had 50 lashes uh, the world community has been trying to get him out because all he's been doing is blogging and Saudi Arabia has just become absolutely offended and petulant about the whole thing well People are, Raif Badawi's wife, Ansaf Haider, and a number of other people, some Amnesty International, they've been trying to get Justin Trudeau to say something, that he's the Prime Minister of Canada, against this, um, the jailing of Raif. And uh, by the way, uh, Raif Badawi has been brought to uh, an isolated part of uh, Saudi Arabia, and... Um, He's gone on a hunger strike, which is a bad sign. 
Um, and he's also diabetic as well, which is also bad news. Um, if you're a diabetic, you should not be going on a hunger strike. So things must be very desperate there. Basically, um, in uh, Journal de Montréal, Actualité Politique, so political news, there's news that uh, Stéphane Deon is going to be going to uh, Saudi Arabia. And he's been urged to bring up the case of Raif Badawi. And we're going to see what happens. I mean, um, I'm not holding my breath. I think that the, the money coming out of Saudi Arabia is what's going to keep everybody quiet. It's just basically, that's the way it works. Um, I'd love to see otherwise. Well, that's about all I've got for now. Um... Thanks a lot, people, for uh, coming to the uh, podcast. Uh, I'm going to do my best to get some guests for next week, but again, because of the Christmas season, it seems like that's uh, tricky. Uh, unless, of course, I, as I said, maybe I did something terribly wrong. It's hard to say. I've been hitting some pretty uh, hard-hitting uh, topics lately, or maybe people realize that hardly anybody listens to the show. If you do listen to the show and you like to make me feel better about myself or, or maybe you just like to give me some negative feedback, please, please go to uh, Twitter, the Twitter machine, and uh, look up at Godless Poutine. It's G-O-D-L-E-S-S-P-O-U-T-I-N-E, Poutine. Not Putin, like Vladimir Putin. And uh, not to putain, like uh, the French word for prostitute. I try to, like, you know, make distinctions that my username is based solely on fries with gravy, sauce, and cheese, which is a, uh, a famous Canadian dish because I'm Canadian. That's why I'm so polite. Um... You might notice that I am a little sarcastic today. Uh, the week has been long, very busy, so um, I'm kind of on borrowed time now. But uh, it's nice to get it all out, um, and uh, it's nice to uh, be able to uh, effortlessly talk about things in the news because, as I said, the blogging takes up a lot of time, and I just haven't had enough to make any updates lately. Not that you guys care. Anyhow, next week... Um, hope to have some guests, hope to make a Christmas special, and I uh, hope to hear, hear from you guys soon. I mean, if you want to let me know, give me some idea of who's listening, if anybody's listening at all, even if you're, you want to insult me, just, uh, I'd like to know because I'm seeing that people are listening, but I don't see any kind of, uh, I don't know if they're listening to the entire show. I don't know what they think about the show and I don't know if they, uh, if they even care about the show. Um, if anything, it's therapeutic for me. So uh, there you go. Um, so, pod people, thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thus concludes another episode of my Secret Atheist Podcast.
Music is Cocktails in Space by Dana Countryman and Interdimensional Lounge Music by The Polish Ambassador. Both are available for download at freemusicarchive.com. Thanks for listening and tally-ho.